Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. The 11 to 1 Show. They tried to take it off the air, but the fans weren't ready to say goodbye. Neighbours is back. More details on the way. There's Casey and the Sunshine Band. Give it up. They tried to give it up. They tried to take it off the air. But no, the fans were having none of it. That's back. Yep. There was news that this was going to be cancelled. It was going to be, you know, the final end of Neighbours. Really, really long running soap. But that is not the case. We have news on this. It is definitely coming back. And uh, this is exclusive Irish content, by the way. Uh, Our reporter caught up with Alan Fletcher and Ryan Maloney. He plays uh, Dr. uh, Sorry, Alan plays Dr. Carl Kennedy and Ryan plays Toadie Rebecca in Neighbours. Okay, so at this stage, we do know that Amazon Prime have brought the show back after its emotional very, very emotional uh, end a few months ago uh, in Australia. Um, We thought that was that, but then Amazon have bought the rights to it and they've now put it on their platform. Filming hasn't begun just yet. They're kind of currently working on getting the cast members signing back, some of the cast members and signing on new ones, okay? But we can tell you that we did catch up with Alan and Ryan and uh, we asked them to tell us, you know, like how did they find out about this announcement that Neighbours was coming back and that it was going to be on Amazon Prime and this is what they had to say. Separately, uh, the four of us were asked to come back on, on day one, and that was myself, Ryan, Jackie, and Stefan. And our executive producer, Jason Herbison, made a incredible, he called it the, the, the great race around the suburbs of Melbourne <laughs> to get to all of our houses in one day so that he could, uh, you know, let us know the show was back. He ostensibly was coming around to give us a photo that had been under his desk for some months, um, and uh, Ryan kind of got a little suspicious, didn't you, when he said he's... Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in, in the area. What? He, he's in the area. He lives in the bush, basically. So that uh, was marvellous. It was really exciting to to have that, uh, have that, that to share that the news with the, um, the you know, with four of us, um, all, all knowing, so we could get together and have a little wee celebration on the Saturday. Oh, exciting stuff so they just had finished the emotional ending and then they were like guys don't worry it's not actually ending so they give us a little insight into who is actually returning to Ramsey Street as well 
structurally about the show or, or storylines. No, nothing. Really they're, nothing. They're keeping them under wraps. The, I do know that the neighbours that comes back will be the neighbours that people have the affection and love for. Um, that will be honoured because that's the most important thing. It was actually the fans that got the show back in the first place. I mean, Amazon have said to us that they saw the outpouring of grief. They saw the petitions. They saw how many people were saying, no, this can't happen. And that's fantastic because it, 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 it stimulated the recovery. Well, there you go. The power that the fans had. So all of these petitions were going round the place. The bosses in Amazon Prime saw all this and they decided to act. So it makes me have hope for things that have been sort of cancelled, maybe done away with. If we get behind it on a petition, it could come back. And speaking of which, there's a very, very sweet treat that has a petition for it doing the rounds already. <laughs> and I think at this stage, well, there was over 600 signatures and it only started up quite recently. I think it's taken on a bit of momentum at this stage. I'm going to give you all the details of that very shortly. But first, back to the music. Here's James Arthur. You know I want you. James Arthur and Marie rewrite the stars in LMFM's 11 to 1. Bring back the Sunday. Oh yeah, I don't throw myself behind many, you know, campaigns. I don't lend my name to too many causes unless I'm really passionate about it. And when it comes to stuff like sweet things that have been just discontinued for absolutely no reason and these sweet things that brought us so much joy and then they just took them away from us, take them out of our lives without warning, then I get riled up about it. But luckily, there is a petition to bring back the McDonald's Sunday. I'm going to tell you all about it next. The 11 to 1 show. L-M-F-M. Picture the scene. You've just demolished a Big Mac, a large fries, okay, and a large Coke as well. But as you sit back with a full stomach, the thought of something sweet flickers at the corner of your mind. Will I? Sure, you've demolished half a cow. Shut up, rational mind. I want something sweet, damn it. Plus, I don't have McDonald's very often. Plus, it's only small. Okay, that's it. I'm having it. You push back your seat with confidence, stride up to the counter. One caramel sundae, please. No, what? They offer you a McFlurry. The cousin of, the the poor cousin, I'm going to say, of a caramel sundae. The cheek. I didn't even know until very recently that McDonald's have axed this beloved Eurosaver ice cream sundae since 2018. That'll tell you how long it's been since I've been at McDonald's. But (laughs) there was almost a day of mourning as well back then. But five years in a global pandemic later, the sundae stands are rising up. They're campaigning for a return of this iconic dessert. And I am going to stand with them. This was all kickstarted by Andrea Horan. She is the legend behind the brilliant nail salon Tropical Popical. She has started uh, nails to the stars, by the way. She started a petition calling for the Sunday to be returned to Irish McDonald's, pointing out that branches all over Europe still serve this delicious Sunday. What is going on here in Ireland now? Come on. She says all across mainland Europe, America and further afield, the Sunday remains on the menu. Come on. We voted the way you wanted eventually on the Lisbon Treaty. <laughs> Surely that means we get the tasty goods of our European pals get to enjoy. Yes. Yes. Bring back the Sunday and stop trying to make the McFlurry happen. Okay. Just it's no. The, the McFlurry will never compare to the simplicity and perfection of a caramel sundae in McDonald's. Now, so far, 
there's over at 700 I have to check it again signatures uh, on this thing <laughs> change.org okay for anyone who feels like me passionately about this subject okay which I think I'm going to have a lot of people jumping on board I would like to know are you a follower are you a fan of a ch- of a caramel sundae now look you know a, car- a chocolate sundae perfect strawberry whatever the other flavours are grand but just no to the McFlurry I'm going to say are you a Sunday fan in McDonald's? Let me know on 086-1800-658. Let's see how much of a petition we can get going even here today on 11 to 1 and then we can add them in to the campaign Andrea's running. Are you a fan? Let me know. 086-1800-658. Tom Grennan, a little bit of love. There's only a smidge of love on 086-1800-658 for the Mac Sunday, the Euro Saver caramel sundae or chocolate or raspberry whatever on 086 658 I'm not impressed yes yes from, An- from Annette in Drogheda thank you Annette Annette's on board Tracy says whilst I've never had one myself my kids love them plus they're cheaper than the McFlurry so count me in fantastic give me a McFlurry any day says somebody else now come on we can't have that the McFlurry I've told you the McFlurry is the poor cousin of the caramel sundae it really is <sighs> First, it's the Sundays. Who knows what they're going to cancel next? Next, it could be the Eurosaver burger. Come on, people. I need support on this. We need to get this petition going. We need to help Andrea in her cause. Bring back the Sunday in McDonald's. 086-1800-658. We are going to be talking about women's health in, in the next segment because I'm going to be joined by a fascinating lady. She left home at the tender age of 17, headed off to London and then Beijing to learn all that she could about different aspects of health. She's an acupuncturist. She's an integrative health coach. She does studies uh, yoga and meditation and practices that as well. She also specialises in hormones and women's health and she has a clinic in Blackrock. We're going to meet Nolene Malone next. <laughs> The 11 to 1 show. My first guest was so passionate about learning more about health and well-being that she left home at 17, travelled to London and then on to Beijing after working in the pain clinic and labour clinic and Whittingham Hospital in London and then two of the largest traditional Chinese medicine hospitals in Beijing. She came back to Ireland, set up practices in Galway and Donegal before coming home to Louth and setting up her own practice in Blackrock where she is committed to combining traditional practices with science and research and applying them to women's health in a really accessible way way. She's running a new series of health and well-being programmes. She's some woman for one woman. She's an acupuncturist. She's an integrative health coach. She's a yoga and meditation teacher. I'm delighted to have Nolene Malone in studio. You're very welcome. Thanks very much, Sinead. Great to meet you. Uh, Now, you left home at 17, such a young age, and off you went on this journey to kind of get to where you are today. What sparked all this off? Um, I suppose it was my mum would have brought us for Chinese medicine when I was 12 and from then it just sparked something it opened my eyes to a new way of understanding the world and it just really made sense and felt right for me and then it just spurred from there and I mean most most 17 year olds like I have one at home they don't have a clue what they're doing with their lives but you were just so driven on this 
and I think my career guidance teacher and everybody, even everybody I knew at the time, like even I worked in Ridley's and loads of stuff there would have been like, where is she going? Like she's going <laughs> off to do Chinese medicine. <laughs> but you knew where you were, you, you knew that this is kind of what you, you, you wanted, you sort of felt inspired to do this. So you started off in London, first of all, and then eventually that leads you off then to Beijing. What was that like? Well, it was a five-year full-time degree course. So part of that, it was joint between China and London. So you have a degree in medicine in China and a degree of Bachelor of Science in London. And you kind of did a lot of clinical practice there. Um, There was a private clinic and then the two hospitals, Weddington Hospital and the North Middlesex one. So it was brilliant. You were totally immersed in it. And because all of our lecturers or most of them were from China as well, they're trained in both Western and Chinese medicine. So you were learning how to integrate both. So it's not one or the other. It's knowing the right time to use each one. And they complement each other as well, which is yeah. which is fantastic. And you can kind of integrate this into what you do. Now, I could have a whole other interview with you about your background. <laughs> There's, I've had so much. Uh, it was so interesting researching all about you. But tell us, like, if you can kind of summarise what you do, because there's a lot of different titles to your name. Isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes there's a lot of hats that you're not sure which one <laughs> you're wearing. But I suppose my foundational one is the acupuncture and Chinese herbal medicine side of it. That would be my foundations and then everything kind of builds from there. And so, uh, and, and you, like in the in the practice in Blackrock now, and particularly sort of all through your career so far, you're really passionate about educating and supporting women particularly, even though you do treat men as yeah, well. Yeah, and I think it's that knowing that our emotional body and our physical body, do you know when we're treating someone, it's looking at both sides of that and that different people need different treatments. So I think a big thing is the more we know and understand our bodies and we feel empowered that way, then we make those small daily changes that support us in moving forward. And you kind of find this place then where it just becomes part of you. Life becomes easier and you're thriving. So rather than this suffering in silence, especially with like women's health, anything around reproductive health, even for men, you see that with like male fertility or that as well. Do you know, there's a lot of that. Don't talk about it. Don't know what to do. Whereas if you can give someone the tools and understanding to kind of, well, this is why I'm feeling like this. This is what I can do about it. And this is what I can do myself or this is where I need to seek support. And whether that's Western or Chinese medicine or something else. And absolutely. And what you say there about this idea of not talking about things, particularly around fertility. Now, gradually, slowly but surely, we are seeing people, you know, come out, high profile people come out and talk about their their journey with regards to that. This is one of the areas that I'd imagine that you could be quite busy with with regards to fertility. Um, Are you seeing a lot more of this? Like, I mean, there's so many women out there that are perfectly healthy and seem to have a challenge in this area. Well, I think it's something in China, one of my biggest things, like the gynae department was fascinating. So you've no GP practice there, you've GPI patients. And when you go, you're in a room about this size and you've 20 people sitting in the room and they're all talking about what's going on. Right, all together. Yeah, so say I'm having my consultation with you, the 20 other people are sitting in the room listening. Okay. 
And they could be then, they always give dietary and lifestyle advice. So then they'll think, oh, that might help me. Yeah. Or they'll go and share that with someone else when they go home. So they're breaking down that secrecy. And I know to us initially we're going, oh my God, I'm having a consultation (laughs) with a load of other people. But I can see the benefits of why that would work completely. Yeah. And I think even I would know, like my granny was great for, you know, she'd even talk about how the local midwife, the nurse there, everybody helped each other. If somebody was going to have their baby or had a miscarriage or something, all the other women in the community would come around and support. Whereas that's gone because modern day living, we don't have the time. Yeah. Do you know, like I know myself, even moving home, I've bumped into neighbours that I haven't seen from when I was younger and we're going, it's so lovely to know yeah. who's beside you now again. This is it. And I think that needs to come back, that sense of community and, and, and working together. So talk to me as well, because we, we, we've been talking about sort of women and not knowing what's going on in their own body, particularly around the cycle. Now, thankfully, again, things are slowly but surely changing. Mm. But I don't know about you, but when I was in school, you were literally flung a pamphlet uh, about your period and that was about the height of it like and you sort of had to deal with it each month but this is something that you do you hone in on uh, Mm -hmm. the the, the cycle and educate women about that so our cycles are fifth vital sign so you think of you've your breathing you've your um, your blood pressure you've your pulse rate do you know and with our cycle we can look at when you come to me I ask you what is your actual flow like if you've pain that signifies a certain type of pressuring And then it's like breaking it down that way. If you're really struggling with PMS, do you know symptoms or if there's spotting mid-cycle, it's going, okay, what do we need to balance here and how can we change it? And I think nowadays there's so much talk on estrogen dominance. Yeah. And what's really wrong there is that it's low progesterone. And then it's looking at like hormones are these chemical messages that are being sent to the body to tell it what to do. So think of a text message Mm. being sent to your brain to say, release this hormone at this time. The messages can be wrong. So if we're stressed, it can affect that kind of system. And it's looking at then the other things, you know, it's like a lock and key. That's how hormones work. So it's like the hormones released, goes down, it opens the lock and it moves into the next That's a part. really good way of looking <laughs> at it. That's, you see, making it more accessible already with the, the kind of language that you're using. And in terms of, say, somebody that might be uh, having no cycle at all, now they're not menopausal, mm-hmm. but maybe a contraceptive is uh, stopping a menstrual cycle completely. But the hormones might be like, I even noticed myself, you know, I'm, I'm heading towards 38 now and my God, the hormones are flying this way that way. I don't know what to be expecting. So what about someone that can't track, let's say? So when you've no cycle, if you're taking the contraceptive pill, obviously it changes your hormones. So it's looking at you can't like you're not going to change that. You're taking it for a reason. And it's whether some are given the contraceptive pill more to mask symptoms. Mm-hmm. So you'd look at a lot of those actually want to come off it and manage their symptoms. Um, you can use the moon cycle to tie into if you don't have a regular cycle. That's really so, interesting. Yeah, explain that. How does that work now? So it comes back to the idea of the new moon, which is the dark moon. And in Chinese medicine, that would connect in with the yin 
And this Energy, is actually so it's happening all now, isn't yang. it? Yeah. At the moment, right now, this like yesterday and today, this yeah. time, isn't it? Yeah. And um, that's your period time usually. Now, not everybody will have their period on a new moon, but in terms of if you're not having a regular cycle, okay, your body usually pa- follows that pattern. So we think of that ebb and flow, you know, even how the tides are controlled by the moon. Yes. For women, that's what we're really connected to. Do you know, so some might even feel that real gush or rush of energy, especially with spring tides at this yes. time of year. Yes. And I, w- I have to say myself, I totally the last couple of days, it's kind of like I've been hibernating. and It's like I'm very energized. I'm very <laughs> energized today. So that's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the winter phase of your cycle. And then usually right, somewhere between day three to five, estrogen starts to build. So even if you're not having your cycle, you'll feel that. And that's when you're moving into spring. So, you know, often there's that like nervous energy, yeah. trembling start. Yeah. So it's like you put the key in the ignition and <laughs> it doesn't quite go. And then you go. Yes. <laughs> and then it's like, huh. Yes. We're in that stage. We're alive again. Yeah. Oh, that's totally true. And then yeah. the closer you get to ovulation or the full moon, you're in full bloom. Okay. So okay. that's when we usually feel our best. You come out, you know what you put on during your period didn't feel great. During ovulation, it's like, whoa, I feel good. I'm yeah. ready. Yeah. And it's about you recognising know. those signs, isn't it? And about kind yeah. of tuning in. And this is what, what, what you help people with. So talk to me about the um, new uh, programmes that you're running. So you've got cycles and, and, and seasons. Talk to me about this. Well, that's one programme. So it would run, I suppose that's come from my work and making it more accessible. So it's five weeks online and people can sign up and do it at their own pace. It is going to break down into that. You can just pick one season on its own as well. So if you feel you're struggling in the premenstrual phase, you can go to that inner awesome part and focus in on it for now. So that would tie in. So with women, it's really common if you've strong PMS signs, our inner critic shows up in the second half of our cycle. If it's showing up in the first half, you make an appointment and you tell it, I'll see you in the second half and you make friends with it then you make a date with it then <laughs> <laughs> and I, I love that that you've tied it into this idea of the inner critic as well and it's all it's uh, all linked each other yeah yeah completely. it even links into our creativity and how wow. good we are at work and different things like we can absolutely align everything that we do what we eat how we move how we work back to our cycle so as women we have this real superpower we're not using it well, I suppose and a lot we've never thought of it like that before. Yeah, completely. You know, so we're starting to shift that. And for a lot of Irish women, you know, we're brought up to people please and not say no. And this is the set, that second half of your cycles when it shows up, especially before your period. So if you're feeling that real tension of like, just leave me alone. Yeah. Usually there's a truth in what's coming up there. But we get told, oh, she's just hormonal. So yeah. we're kind of gaslighting or dismissing ourselves nearly. Yeah. Oh, totally. And we do. We use that phrase as well, completely ourselves. We, we really do. And in so, terms of the, the, the age group then, is this kind of open to teenagers right up to those in menopause or mm-hmm. what sort of way is that working? It works all the way up. And like I've had loads who even would be using it themselves and then they might have a daughter that's coming, do you know, close to that stage of puberty or they're starting to learn about sex education in school and what their learning's a lot more detailed than 
what we're learning. Which is good, yeah. And a good few said to me that even doing the programme has really helped them tune into their body more and they're not as scared when their child's coming to them going, we talked about this or that in school. Like they're able to go, oh, well, we can use that as well. And as women, our cycle's actually something to be valued and to be appreciated and honoured. And this is how we can start to do it. So the conversation changes that way. So there's like even the older ones and then there's a lot of younger ones because there's meditation and journaling practices that are quite simplistic and brought back to that they can even learn from it. Because that's what... Like I would have got into Louise Hayes. My mom had to heal your life when oh, I was I love yeah. Louise Hayes. Oh my God! Everybody should find Louise Hayes at some point in their life. I sw- she's just amazing. She really is. And was your mother had it? Was had it? it? So like I was reading it, and you were learning the different affirmations, and that's where my work has stemmed from, and that's where like it's growing. And then I would have done yoga when I was fourteen with Kit Faye in Dundalk. And, you know, it's all those weaving in. So I picked up elements. I didn't understand them, but they still helped me. And if you've an adult that's there to kind of teach you or show you those elements and how you use them, it changes then. Like, that's fantastic. It, uh, do you know, and I knew I knew when I met you that I would have so much more to ask you, Nolan. You'll have to come back on the show and chat to us again. But for now, if people want to get in touch with you, if they want to sign up to the programme, I know you have a yoga retreat as well on the 1st of April. Yeah, I have the spring tonic now on the 1st of April. So it's three hours and it's really just a day to come and nourish yourself, get that little energy boost, start to tune in. It focuses on the liver and gallbladder. So it's like the spring clean from the inside out. <laughs> Fantastic. And people can and sign they, up at the website, is it? Yeah. So it's um, nolimalone.ie. Fantastic. Thank you so much for, for joining us with all that great advice and wisdom. We'll definitely chat to you again. But for now, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Sinead. Thanks a million. Nolimalone.ie if you want to get more information. The 11 to 1 show. definitely she's going to come back to us. I've had a couple of messages in about her already. I will be podcasting that, by the way, if you missed on it. I'm going to podcast uh, the interview with Nolene, uh, isolate it out and put it up on lmfm.ie. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 77 Going back to this day, 2004, Ben Affleck's movie Jersey Girl was released, but it was a major flop. And today is National Puppy Day. They're fluffy, they're playful, they bark and they're just all around adorable. All they want to do is be loved. So it's National Puppy Day today. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drada, Dundalk and new Navin showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. Now heading towards 12 news, but after that, all work and no play makes us very dull indeed. Plus, the Women's Aid in Dundalk seek dancers for a special fundraising campaign. The 11 to 1 show. Banshees set to go under the hammer. I'll have the full story for you after Harry Styles. Hello, I'm Harry. The best mix 
about banshees and now furniture and crockery which feature, featured in the Oscar na- nominated film The Banshees of Inisherin is to go under the hammer and some of this is really really cool so the furniture um, that uh, ta- you'll know from the film if you've seen it it's all sort of you know traditional old Irish cottage that it's set in a lot of the stuff uh, but one of the really cool things is this 19th century painted pine settle bed that's going to go on uh, and this is very cool it's like um it's like do you know when you see in in uh, small apartments or so, where the bed is almost concealed in uh, the wardrobe or a cupboard? It's kind of like that, but it's a really old-fashioned dresser and then the bed pops into it. It's very, very cool. If you had a, a small space and it fitted into the sort of interior of your house, it would be very, very cool. Now, it is worth something like three grand, but you know... You had three grand. You have a bit of an iconic set uh, piece that's in your house. That's a talking point anyway. Uh, so um, they say, uh, the, the, the auctioneer involved say, it's a clever item of furniture for a cottage with little space or indeed a separate bedroom. So the auction is going to focus on that traditional country made furniture. So there's pottery, there's metal work in there as well. There's collectibles. There's also paintings as well by Irish artists as well. And there's all different kind of variety of collectors, mostly made in Ireland. So they're going to range from really simple things to the sophisticated, like that very cool bed that sort of uh, folds away. It's a really cool thing to have in your house and they'll have um, a selection of fine Irish glass and silverware as well so it's going to take place on April the 12th and there's going to be uh, viewing and all the rest huge interest I'd imagine in something like this and I'm always very intrigued by people who own a little piece of you know film history like that people who have props or people who have uh, bits of set in their house I know a lot of people that um featured in uh, as extras on, on film sets managed to swipe little bits of memorabilia as well and now have them very cool thing to have The Buzz on LMFM Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app Hi I'm Crossy Nick Mohammed has says he loves playing Nate and Ted Lasso The final series is on Apple TV now <laughs> I mean it's been quite a thrill like as an actor you kind of relish any sort of challenge yeah. and so yeah that, that has been thrilling but it has been a challenge because like you say you know my if I had a comfort area is doing sort of slightly socially awkward comedy or whatever <laughs> and playing some sort of bumbling fool and I think a lot of that that we sort of see in Nate in season one has sort of slowly been replaced by more sort of dramatic or emotional storytelling so yeah by the time we sort of start season three he's in a quite dark place yeah. and a, mm. a, a troubled soul and so yeah I've, I've had to require quite, quite a lot of coaching to sort of get through that really Lindsay Lohan Jake Paul Soldier Boy Neo and Akon have all been hit with securities and exchange commission charges for violating security laws and touting cryptocurrencies in America details are just emerging on the story and we'll have more soon Florence Pugh has revealed her presenting an award at the Oscars with Andrew Garfield was an accident. The pair became a meme during the awards and after the show it was announced they will actually be starring in a movie together next year. I think that was accidental. No. Yes. Well. I know. Beautiful accident right there. I know. How much are you looking forward to that project? Well that was the first time that I met him. Oh. Well, I met him over Zoom like a few months ago. But okay. At the rehearsals, it was the first time that I met him. So it was like so relieving that it worked and yeah. we got along and we laughed. We could laugh at everything. And then, of course, on the day, I made so many like near mistakes that he just saved me for. <laughs> and I was like, being true Spider Man, yeah, you know? Exactly. That's the buzz. I'm Crossy. The buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app.
Could we please wish Jim O'Connor in Mullah a very happy birthday? That's coming in from Aidan, Marie, Geraldine and Leo, Eileen, Una, Mary and Ollie and all your nieces and nephews. That's a lot of love in one message coming in on 86 658 Hope you're having a fantastic birthday, Jim. Leave your keys if you're not coming home and I'll be waiting Keen Duckrow, I'll be waiting That is a guy that is headed to absolutely international acclaim He is fantastic Do you like to dance? Well, how would you like to use your dancing skills to help out a really great cause? I'm going to be chatting to Megan Bellew. She's from Women's Aid Dundalk. They're holding a very cool annual event this weekend. We're going to chat to her next. The 11 to 1 show. Do you like to dance? Well, how would you like to use your dancing skills to help out a really great cause? This weekend, Women's Aid Dundalk are hosting their their annual event to mark the International One Billion Rising campaign. It's happening on Sunday, March 26th, and they want anyone who loves to dance to join them in Oriel Park. Joining me now to tell us more is Megan Bellew from Women's Aid in Dundalk. How are you doing, Megan? Hi Sinead, thanks for having me. Great to have you on. Now I might not be very good but I am fond of a good dance. You definitely have my attention when it comes to this. Tell me what's happening on Sunday. Okay, so Sunday, um, what we are doing is we are holding um, our annual One Billion Rising event. Um, We actually haven't been able to hold the event since March 2020 so it's absolutely fantastic to be able to launch it again. Um, this time we are really lucky to be having the support of Oriel Park in Dundalk and also PayPal. So I suppose the One Billion Rising itself um, is an international campaign. Um, so it's the biggest mass action to end violence against women in human history. So every single year um, we rise and dance um, in countries across the world to show our local communities and the world what one billion looks like and obviously to shine a light on the injustice that survivors most often face. So I suppose just a bit of a background to the campaign itself. Um, It launched in 2012 on Valentine's Day and it was founded by um, Eve Ensler. So basically the reason it happened was as a call to action. So based on the statistics that one in three women on the planet will be sexually assaulted during their lifetime. So when we look at the world population of 7 billion, it adds up to 1 billion women and girls. So that's where the name has come from. I mean, when you, when you, when you talk about statistics like that, 1 in 3, 1 billion, I mean, there's so many different emotions that I feel when I hear statistics like that, Megan. Like, it's just a huge number. Yeah, it's, it's, it's too high, unfortunately. That's, that's the issue. And, and that's why, um, that's why we're doing things like this to raise awareness of this, to get the, you know, the word out there of what's really happening around the world and, you know, to shine a light on it. Um, you know, and, and as they say, you know, we've we've had the event four times already, um and it's always it's always massively supported by our local community, which is fantastic. Um and it's it's just really, really important to be highlighting these type of issues. Yeah, completely. Because, you know, we talk about one in three, uh, we talk about one billion. And when we start to discuss the situation in Loud, I mean, it's there's probably more statistics we could throw out. But get, can you give me an idea of uh, the, the like, are you are you experiencing still huge volumes of women looking for support? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, our service is, is always busy and will continue to be busy. Um, I suppose the more that we 
you know, raise awareness of the issue of uh, violence against women. In turn, what happens is, you know, more women reach out to us. So it's it's fantastic to be there and be able to do that. It's just unfortunate that the numbers are so high. Um, but, you know, I suppose the most important thing to take from that is that there is the service there and yep. it's, it's available for the women. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's very busy, um, as has always been, I suppose. Um, but... You know, as I say, most importantly, the, the main thing we can do is be there and be a consistent support for women and children. Completely. And like when, when women do arrive, you know, they are at rock bottom, but it's the start of a new life, healing, rebuilding for these women. You have seen, you know, a lot of positivity come out of this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, there's, you know, very successful stories um, for women. You know, many women go on to um, have you know, a, a really fantastic life, you know, free from abuse and independence and, you know, um, you know, building their self-esteem back up. It's 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 a long process um, mm-hmm. for some women, but um, absolutely there's some really, really positive outcomes and the right supports are there. Absolutely. And, and, and through dance, you are hoping to raise continued awareness of this need to break the chain of, of violence. This is what Sunday is all about. Yeah, so Sunday, um, you know, as mentioned, it's um, this Sunday, the 26th of March. Um, we start the event at 12, 12 o'clock. So um, the purpose of the event, really, that the most important message we can get out there is having people together and people supporting the issue. Um, you know, they're supporting their local domestic violence service and also they're, they're showing their solidarity with the one billion women and girls across the world. Um, the dance itself is really powerful and when we've lots of people together doing it it's absolutely fantastic to watch um, Is it know, easy though Megan? What about people now with two left feet? <laughs> that's absolutely fine there's no issue with that, it doesn't have to be perfect, you know, you don't have to know every step, um, it's just you know, as we say, most important thing people can do is actually be there and show up and take part knowing the steps off by heart, I mean if you do that's fantastic but there's no pressure Um you know, so, some people who are attending have been practising. Um, others are just probably going to wing it on today, but that's absolutely fine either way. Um, you know, as I say, the most important thing is having everybody there and being together and raising awareness. Um, you know, if people are interested yep. in learning the steps to the dance, they absolutely can. Um, I know on our social media pages, we have got the video um, which shows the Perfect. step-by-step routine, which is, it is really straightforward, um, absolutely, and very easy to learn. Um, and also on our Eventbrite page as well, we have a link to it there. So, And that's how people uh, sign up, isn't it, through the Eventbrite? Yeah, so just to mention, it is a free event. It's yep. completely free to attend. Um, if people would like to sign up through the Eventbrite, that would be fantastic. Um, just so we can see who, who to expect there on the day. Um, the Eventbrite link is obviously available from the website itself. So if people go to eventbrite.com and just type in Women's Aid Dundalk, um, the first event showing up will be One Billion Rising. And also if they go to our Facebook, Instagram or Twitter page, we have all the links up there as well. So all the information's out there. Um, and obviously, if for some reason, you know, people don't get around to signing up as well, that's no issue. They can still show up on the day. They're absolutely more than welcome to do so. Fantastic, Megan. And it's running from 12 to 2 in Oriel Park yeah. on Sunday. Well, I've no doubt that you're going to get loads of people. I think it's a really brilliant way to highlight the campaign through dance and through a bit of fun. Thank you so much, Megan, for joining me. 
No problem at all. Thanks for having me. Thanks a million. If you'd like to get involved, Eventbrite is the place to go. You can find more information, by the way, about uh, Women's Aid Dundalk and all their services, womensaiddundalk.net. Also, they have a 24-hour helpline. It's 0429-334-244. So it's 0429-334-244. The 11 to 1 Show. It is rare that I have time to play that song in its entirety, but there you go. Today, we managed it. Eagles and Hotel California. What a song. Absolutely brilliant. Now, all work and no play would make us very dull indeed. And according to research conducted by Virgin Media, 72% of us feel that we need more time for play. We're going to be discussing this and more with Dr. Mally Coyne. She's a clinical psychologist. She's passionate about encouraging us to be playing more and have Having more downtime, we're going to chat to her just next. All work and no play would make us very dull indeed. And it seems nowadays we are craving more time for play in our lives. As according to research conducted by Virgin Media, 72% of us feel that we need to incorporate more downtime into our lives. And there's also a real need to try and have a more perfect work-life balance. Joining me now to discuss the findings and the importance of incorporating play into our lives is clinical psychologist Dr. Mally Coyne. Great to have you back on the show. Mally, how are you getting on? Good, how are you Sinead? I'm great, I'm great. Now this is really interesting research but I'm not surprised that 72% of us crave more play in our lives because we are living in a world that seems to be in a heightened state of busyness where people sort of wear their busyness as a badge of honour, Mally. Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, I think maybe like during the pandemic, we realized the value of kind of uh, pausing for a while and Mm. and how busy we were. Um, You know, I I talked to parents, for instance, who were like, you know, trying to like drive everywhere to bring their kids to three birthday parties on a Saturday, for instance. And then we all had to pause this forced pause for, I guess, the guts here and there of, of two years. But I I kind of thought that maybe we would have um, learned or kind of incorporated some of that into our into our lives but I kind of, I feel like everything has gone back to being really busy yeah. I don't know what you think Oh totally and you are describing my life with the three birthday <laughs> parties my god I'm like a taxi driver for my kids they have a better social life than us they really do but you know in terms of this the 72% of us we, we, we are aware of it Mally but are we taking action with regards to this I don't think so No and I suppose this is what like the Virgin Playtime Marketing Campaign were trying to highlight and that's why they were looking into these areas at you know the people are obviously uh, you know what what is work-life balance people yeah. are obviously working really hard and doing the things they need to do but are they getting enough downtime in their lives and I suppose 72% said they they would not like they need more downtime and I suppose playtime is usually something that we associate with childhood but yeah. um, adults need to play as well and I suppose play is, is about anything that kind of um, helps you to experience joy, relieve stress, nurture a sense of belonging, foster meaningful relationships, stimulate your brain function, boost creativity, amongst many other benefits. It's good for your brain. It's We all need rest time after having lots of doing time. It's what we need as human beings in order to recharge. I love that and you've highlighted so many different aspects there of how it's beneficial to us but what, you know, what are the long-term effects of, say, not having enough time or not 
putting the time aside to, you know, indulge in our hobbies, Mally? What kind of negative effect could this have? I suppose you lose touch with yourself. Um, you, you know, when you talk about toxic stress to do with something to do with work, where it's just constant work, 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 and then you're just not getting the rest time that you need in order to replenish yourself. I mean, if we went around without getting sleep, we wouldn't be able to function. Well, play is one of those things that children need, but so does an adult. It's our, it's our bread and butter. It's crucial for good mental health. We'll end up feeling really quite stressed it might impact in terms of our it will impact in terms of our mental health in terms of our physical health because it's all very much kind of related you know um, and I suppose it's, it's trying to find the things that make you feel yourself again in order to, to boost your, yourself and that kind of is something you need to do on a daily basis Yes, and that's the key thing, a daily basis, because look, at at the end of the day, we all have never-ending to-do lists. I mean, you know, I definitely have a never-ending to-do list. And the thing about this is, it's always going to be added to, it's just never going to stop. So we need to actually slot in that downtime on the to-do list. Absolutely. You need to slot that in and just find, I mean, when we're really busy, just find those brief moments you know, for me, I like, for instance, sometimes I'm like, okay, I know I can watch TV for like 15 minutes. But for me, that's brilliant just yeah. to even get the 15 minutes of downtime and to kind of know that I have it then. I mean, some people, you know, the survey also kind of looked at what are the things that people enjoy doing yes. during their playtime. Uh, watching TV was very high. Spending time with family, pretty high as well. Listening to music, spending time with friends, eating out, reading, traveling, social media, shopping, sleeping, going to the cinema thing. And then just kind of like just comedies, you know, yeah. laughing, you know, what gives you a sense of what, what makes you laugh? And, and, you know, spending time, obviously, outdoors and doing the things that recharge you are, are really important. Yeah, and so many things there that I love doing that you've actually uh, recommended, which is fantastic. And I don't think as well it'll be surprising to people that, um, you know, there's a, there's only a third of respondents spending one to two hours daily doing something that brings them joy. Saturday is the most day associated with play day, followed by, play, but, but followed by Sunday and Friday. Tuesday is seen as the most unplayful day. But you know what? Tuesday, I find, Mally, is the most productive day of the week for me. Would you find that? Because it's not like Monday is a lot of pressure to kind of do stuff on Monday and you're easing yourself back in. Tuesday is a fantastic work day, I find. Tuesday is a fantastic work day. I don't know about like Saturday being a play day for, for if, you, if you're a parent. No, definitely not. You're literally like going from <laughs> pillar to post and putting football boots on and taking them off and this, that and the other. But like obviously it was, it was a survey of 532 people nationally aged 18 and over across all regions of the country. So I suppose it depended. But yeah, Tuesday is a very productive day. But on those productive days, those are the very days that you also need to be like making sure that you take your lunch break that you get you know adequate time to be able to rest and digest because that's what animals do in the wild you know when when they run after their prey they don't just keep running and running and running they eat they fall asleep they play and then they go back to it again Fantastic. And, you know, the most productive people, by the way, there's been studies done on this as well. The most productive people are those people like yourself, Mally, that take the 15 minutes to either watch something, maybe go for a walk or some people have a power nap. A power nap can be a great thing. 
Oh, I think it's brilliant. I really do. When you're feeling really tired, I think the the Mediterraneans have it right. You yes. don't even need more than 10, 15 minutes just literally to close your eyes. Even set your alarm if you're afraid you won't wake up. Close your eyes for a sec. You don't even have to do it on your bed. You know, sit on your couch, lie on your couch, whatever it is. Just grab those moments. It's about like tuning into your gut instinct. That's yeah. the thing. When we work, 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 we're not actually tuning in to what our bodies are telling us. We mightn't even be doing the things we need to do. Are we hungry? Are we angry? Are we lonely? Are we tired? Do you know what I mean? We kind of have to just know what, how am I feeling in this moment and what do I need in order to continue uh, this work day? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's fantastic that Virgin Media have done this. I think it's really kind of put into perspective for me what I should be doing as well. Mally, I want to thank you for taking time out. I know you're an extremely busy lady. So thank you so much for taking time out to chat to us today. No bother. Thanks so much. Th- thank care. you so much, Dr. Mally Coyne there. Have you prioritised play in your life today? Well, you should. There's Gavin James with Always on LMFM's 11 to 1. That is our lot on the show for today. Thank you so much for your company. Enjoy the rest of your day and I'll chat to you tomorrow. The 11 to 1 show. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.